Alright, we bless the name of the Lord and praise the name of the Lord Jesus. I want to thank the Lord for this opportunity that he has given me to be able to speak to you. I know that it is my burden to come always with wonderful teachings. This is Freedom Streams, a wonderful program whereby we minister the word of God to you. We have several teachings and devotions through this program. You can always listen to this program on our radio, Freedom Experience Radio, every day at 6 uh, p.m. and also even at 9 um, in the morning and even that is 9 a.m. and even at 3 a.m. that is East African time on Freedom Experience Radio. You can get Freedom Experience Radio in all global radio directories but you can also send to it from our application Freedom Experience app. We have even another teaching radio called Experiencing Christ Radio whereby we do have these teachings running 24-7 but also we have podcasts where we have these teachings uh, posted on demand for you whereby you can listen and pause and go back and repeat there we have stationed them for you to uh, learn and listen little by little and I want to take you also uh, today in another continuation of this wonderful teaching series called God is enjoying and experiencing God's New Testament economy, God's New Testament plan. I've seen a lot of attributes of God and I want to continue because with this episode and even another one that is uh, coming in, we will be finishing all the attributes of God in the Word of God in the New Testament. We last time talked about uh, uh, the, the some two, some several uh, attributes and we talked about uh, we talked about previously uh, the grace, but we also talked about peace. We talked about joy and hope. Then we came on to talk about encouragement, encouragement, and then kindness today. And we also, we, I remember we talked about forbearance. It took some time explaining the forbearance of God. So our next talking is going to be about long suffering. I've seen forbearance. Of sin, kindness, encouragement. Now we'll continue with long suffering. All these are attributes of God and they are ours to enjoy. This is how grace supplies to us. Grace, God as grace supplies himself and all these attributes, they become our virtues to enjoy, become our life supply, meet our needs. So Romans chapter 2 verse 4 we are talking about long suffering also let us read because we read this verse but I'll read it because it's a new episode Romans 2 verse 4 the Bible says all despisest thou the riches of his goodness and forbearance and long suffering not knowing that the goodness of God leads you to repentance this is Romans chapter 2 verse 4. So it speaks of God's long-suffering. This also is a divine attribute. Long-suffering is something more than patience. It means to suffer long, long-suffering. It is that quality of self-restraint whereby God restrains himself a little longer in the face of provocation. 
There are some things that we do that provoke God. So long-suffering will restrain longer in the face of provocation, which does not hesitate retaliate. It is some things, um, in other words, we promptly punish God as is waiting for us to change. Whereas patience is good, long-suffering is far much better. God does endure as is suffering long. I said it is a quality of self-restraint. You feel you are fed up but you need to keep on waiting. That is self-restraint in the face of provocation. Someone, something is provoking you but you are suffering long. See? Someone does not hesitate to retaliate. It is promptly punishing you. This is what we do to our God. But his attribute of long-suffering will endure us. This is the opposite of anger. Because anger would want to show you that I'm angry quickly there and then. The opposite of anger is long-suffering, whereby it is associated with mercy. Person is doing things that cause anger, but you are bearing, you are restraining your anger yourself in the face of provocation. Praise the name of Jesus. I cannot talk much on that attribute, but I believe you understand now that God is long suffering, is one of the attributes that we need as we are as is still waiting for us to change. Hallelujah. We shall continue with another one which is endurance. Endurance. You realize that these work together. Uh, after encouragement, kindness, then we come to forbearance which works together with long suffering and endurance. The endurance, Romans 15 verse 5. The Bible says in Romans 15 verse 5. Uh, says we read also here he says now the God of patience and console, consolation grant you to be like minded one toward another according to Jesus Christ but another translation calls it uh, the God of endurance. endurance so God is called the God of endurance and our question is that how shall we differentiate long suffering and endurance because they are almost alike. Long suffering is patience toward the troubling persons. You long suffer them. Long suffering is patience toward the troubling persons. Whereas endurance is patience toward the afflicting things. Now you see the difference. Long suffering is towards a person, and endurance is towards the circumstance. You see the difference. Long suffering is patience toward the troubling persons. Whereas endurance is patience towards the afflicting things. Now, toward us who give him trouble, God has his long suffering. But toward the troubles we make, he has endurance. Because as we are giving him troubles, we also make trouble. 
and the troubles we make he endures them because a person like you remember David uh, is having a mission he has is having a calling to be a king God is saying he has my heart is using him and this guy sees this woman bathing and he sins and God had to endure like he had to long suffer from the time he began that sin and he sees this man goes on to plan for the husband of the wife you see and he kills and he causes more trouble so God had to long suffer David and he had to endure the trouble that was caused amid that situation so this is what God does he is long suffering and is also enduring enduring sorry he's also enduring praise the name of Jesus he has endurance both long suffering and endurance are his attributes which we as his children should participate in toward people and environment because he has this attribute he wants us to participate in it you should remember that all the attributes that god has are for us not only to enjoy but also to participate in he wants you to endure someone rather to endure that situation and he wants you to long suffer someone because these are all his attributes let us now proceed to zealousy god has another attribute which is called zealousy second corinthians 11 verse 2 says i am zealous over you with a jealousy so the zeal here is sorry it is supposed to be jealous not zealousy jealousy one of his attribute is jealousy something that appears to be negative but it is god's attribute god is a god of jealousy now jealous is one of his attribute that appears to be negative yet it is part of him yeah peter say that paul has said that for i am jealous over you with a jealous of god for i betrothed you to one husband present a pure virgin to Christ. You see here now jealousy is usually regarded as a negative thing. But it is one of God's attributes. He says I am a jealous God. The most jealous one in the universe is God. He is jealous whenever we love anything or anyone in place of him becomes jealous. He wants us to love him uniquely, singly, and holy it has on us love him and love the world you love him and you love money he says you cannot so the jealousy of god is like the jealousy of a husband over his wife no husband would tolerate his wife is loving another man besides him likewise god is jealous over us jealousy here is one of his attributes now knowing that our god is jealous he should let his jealousy be ours that we would care only for him love him allow him no one and nothing to replace god in our hearts let us take god let us be jealousy about this god nothing should take his position our love for him should be pure our mind should be single 
our entire being should be focused on him this is to be jealous as the jealous one he cannot tolerate anyone who does not love him solely all holy he will always fight back praise the name of jesus we are going to continue with another attribute which is severity these are all working together moving together severity romans 11:22 romans 11:22 shows that another attribute of god is severity and it says behold then the kindness and severity of god on those who fail severity but not you but on you the kindness of god to those who fail severity but on you the kindness of god if you continue in his kindness otherwise you also will be cut off that is romans 11:22 god has both kindness and severity although he is kind he is also very severe so both kindness and severity are divine attributes of god shall proceed to another one which is impartiality praise the name of jesus impartiality and i believe this is uh the 26th attribute we have been going through one by one now we have come to impartiality impartiality is an attribute of god concerning this peter says in acts chapter 10 verse 34 he says that i surely perceive God is not a respecter of persons. So in Romans 2:11 Paul says there is no respect of persons with God. One of his attribute is impartiality. He that he does not fall on another side then he says I will go for this one and not go for the other one. He has impartiality. When you read Ephesians 6:9 Paul says that the masters do the same thing toward them giving up threatening knowing that both their master and yours is in the heavens and there is no respect of persons with him so he wants the master the same as he wants the slave he is he can just go to the slave as well as he just go to the master he has no respect of persons so these verses also indicate that god impartial he does not fall sides he does not like go on this side and say let me go on his side no he shall proceed to another attribute immortality immortality is another attribute of god first timothy chapter 6 verse 16 declares that god alone has immortality now the greek word for immortality is athanasia which means deathlessness he does not die now this denotes freedom from death god is free from death he does not die this is what to call immortality athanasia in greek only god possesses immortality in himself immortality as an essential element of his being he does not die that's why who that believe in his life we have the same life eternal we don't die our spirits don't die the moment we have believed we shall have eternal life i'll proceed to another one which is immutability 
These are attributes of God. Immutability. Another one of God's attribute is immutability. Immutability, this is for God to be immutable. Immutable means that he is not changing or variable. He does not change. Regarding this attribute, James 1.17 says, All good giving and every perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of the lights, with whom is no variableness, all shadow cast by turning. In other words, God does not turn, change, or he has no shadow. There is no darkness in God that he's changed. He said this, now he said, no, I did not tell you that. I told you this. It does not change. Praise the name of Jesus. That's why when he gives you a gift, he is an immutable God. He will not take it out from you. It does not change. What your condition and what your actions are does not change. They do not change God. It remains the same. So, now, what is the Greek word rendered for variableness? This means variation. The Father is the creator. He is the source of the lights of the heavenly luminaries, including the sun, the moon, the moon and the stars. But with him there is no shadow cast by turning. Even when he says, I'll turn to look this side, there is no shadow because he is the same. He never changes. So as there is with the heavenly orbs, you know these orbits, the moon, uh, the moon, when the moon turns, it is dark side to us. Then the, the day is the night has come. When the sun is now being uh, like it comes in, the day has come. So there is this. Uh, we call them orbs. There you get that word orbit. So these orbs, whereby. In the moon turning its dark aside, dark side to us, or in the sun being eclipsed, you know, this eclipse whereby the sun is covered uh, by the moon. But God is going to be constant. It does not change. But you see, this moon and the sun, they do change because they are subject to change. But God is unchangeable. God is immutable. Hebrews 6.17 speaks of the unchangeableness of his counsel. When he is giving counsel and his counsel, all his wisdom is unchangeable. Praise the name of the Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. So, now let us leave that one and proceed to glory. Glory is another attribute of God. Is the God of glory. The Bible claimed the God of glory. Another attribute of God is glory. And the Bible says in Acts chapter 7 verse 2, the God of glory appeared to our father Abraham. Now with Acts chapter 7.55, it says, Looking intently into heaven, they are talking about Stephen. Stephen saw the glory of God. Glory is the expression of God. God expressed in splendor. That means that glory is God expressed. God's glory was a great attraction to Abraham. It separated him from the world and to God. When you got saved, you were hard to turn to God, but his glory attracted you. Those notorious people you know about, and you find that one day they are born again, you wonder what happened to them. It is the glory of God that attracts them. It is so powerful. It attracted Abraham from the, the 
idol worship nation and land who come to a living God. So, God's glory was also a great encouragement and strength that enabled Abraham to follow God. The same applies to us today. When you read Genesis chapter 12 verse 1 and 4, it was this God of glory that attracted him. It says, I'll bless you. So when glory comes to us, it encourages and strengthens, give us the ability to follow God, just as it did for Abraham. Second Peter chapter 1 verse 3 says that God has called us all by his own glory. He has called us to glory all by his own glory. Another rendering. So he has called us to glory and virtue. He has called us by glory and virtue. First Peter chapter 5 verse 10 says that God has called us into his eternal glory. So according even to 2 Timothy chapter 2 verse 10, God's salvation is with eternal glory. Now this indicates that eternal glory is the ultimate goal of God's salvation. And that's why when you read Romans chapter 8 verse 21, the end result of everything is that we are going to enter into that glory. The Bible says, because the creature itself also shall be delivered from the bondage of corruption into the glorious liberty of the children of God. The glorious liberty. That is our end result. That is the ultimate goal of God's salvation. We must end in glory. If he's saving you today, it is because he's taking you to glory tomorrow. God's salvation leads us into his glory. I'll also read for you Hebrews chapter 10 verses 2. Hebrews 10 2, the Bible says, For then would they not have ceased to be offered, because that the worshippers once purged should have had no more conscience of sins, I hope I'm reading for you the right verse. I said it's supposed to be 210, not 102. Sorry. It is Hebrews chapter 2, verse 10. It says that for it became him for whom all are all things and by whom are all things in bringing many sons unto glory to make the captain of their salvation perfect through sufferings. You see that the end result of us all is to come to glory. God is bringing us unto glory. Praise the name of the Lord. So in the gospel of John still, we read that the word who was God became flesh and tabernacled among us and that we beheld his glory. When the word Jesus Christ came, the word expressed the glory of God. That is John chapter 1 verse 1 even verse 4. When you come to John chapter 1 verse 18 goes on to say no one has ever seen God the only begotten begotten son who is in the bosom of the father he has declared him now there is glory in the declaration of God and we see God we see glory so when Jesus came he preached and talked about God and we beheld the glory that means that in the ministry of the word there is an expression of God's glory God first expressed to mankind in form of declaration. Did not, we didn't see his glory in form of miracles, signs and wonders, but in only the word declaration about God. Praise the name of Jesus. So Romans 3.23 says that all have sinned and come short of the glory of God 
because we know that when we sin, we fall short of the glory. Man was made by God in his image, remember. And in order that man may express God for his glory, this was the major reason as to why he was created, to express God in his glory and for his glory. But what happened is that man sinned. Now, instead of expressing God in his glory, man began to express sin. Even today, man is expressing sin until he is saved. Man became sinful in himself. So therefore, man is short of God's glory from the day in Genesis 3. Nevertheless, we thank God that we have been ordained for God's glory and called to the same glory. Despite where we had fallen, God came and brought us unto glory once again. Hallelujah. So here you can read other verses in uh, uh, in first, first Corinthians chapter 2 verse 7. Let me rush to read for you there. First Corinthians 2 verses 7. The Bible says, But we speak the wisdom of God in a mystery, even the hidden wisdom which God ordained before the world unto our glory. It is a wisdom that God has revealed to us so that it might bring us to glory because of the wisdom we have. Glory is begin is expressed. There is also First Thessalonians chapter 2 verses uh, 12. The Bible says that that you should walk worthy of God who has called you unto his kingdom and glory. So now we have been called unto glory. Sometime back we had fallen short of God's glory, but after salvation we have been brought unto glory. As believers, we are being transformed into this glory. And this is why God transforms us. This is why we are renewed and transformed, so that we may be brought to glory. The Bible says in 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verses 18, Paul says here that But we all with open face beholding as in a glass the glory of the Lord we are changed into the same image from glory to glory even as by the Spirit of the Lord. So we believers daily we are being transformed into this glory. There is a daily transformation from glory to glory. And we shall be brought into it as we have read Hebrews chapter 2 verse 10 into uh, bringing many sons unto glory. Eventually we shall be glorified with Christ as Romans 8.17 and verse 30 tells us. To bear the glory of God for God's expression uh, is our uh, consummation. It's going to be our ultimate goal. Bear the glory of God for God's expression even in the new Jerusalem. Romans 9.23 says that what if should make known the riches of his glory upon vessels of mercy which he had before prepared unto glory. You see, God created us as his vessels to contain him and to express him. We are now, when we fell, we fell into sin, he brought us back and we became vessels that have received mercy from him. We are vessels of mercy. One reason to express his glory. Because we have been prepared for the same glory. God makes us known. Makes 
known the riches of his glory upon us. We are his vessels which he has prepared unto glory. We were predestinated to his sovereignty and by his sovereignty to be his containers. We are predestined to contain God. We are vessels of honor. Because we are going to contain God, we become vessels of honor. One time we were vessels of mercy. We needed mercy and mercy reached unto us, saved us. Now he has entered us. We have become vessels of honor to express what God is in glory. And this will be fully revealed in the new Jerusalem. Glory to God. So this is an outstanding feature even in the new uh, Jerusalem. It is the city of glory. The glorious city. The city of God. When you read Revelation 21.11 even the new Jerusalem is going to be reflecting and expressing the glory of God. And his expression is going to be seen there. That means that the entire city of the new Jerusalem will bear the glory of God which is God himself shining out through the city. That's why there is no need of sun because his glory will be shining. Now we see that the glory of God will be the content of the new Jerusalem. In other words, new Jerusalem is made up by the glory of God. For this city will be completely filled with his glory. And this indicates that the city is also a vessel to contain God and to express him glory to God. So the glory of God is actually God himself being manifested. When God is manifested, we behold his glory. When God is declared, we behold, we behold his glory. So the fact that the new Jerusalem is full of God's glory means that God is manifested in this city. We are going to be seeing God in his full manifestation. But what about today in the church life? The church life today should also have God's glory manifesting it, expressing him in this marvelous divine attribute. When we declare God, glory is expressed. When we do miracle signs and wonders with all the power gifts, the glory of God is manifested. I want to stop here. Praise the name of Jesus. I've taken you uh, even in this wonderful episode and I trust God that it's going to be another one to bless you. This is Pastor Dennis. Let us link up next time. God bless you. Bye-bye.